0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Tuesday, August 11th. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The Xbox Series S, not X, is a potentially cheaper and less powerful version of the Xbox Series X. Injustice 3, with Watchmen characters, might be in development. And longtime Street Fighter producer Yoshinori Ono is leaving Capcom. A different next-gen Xbox called the Xbox Series S has potentially been confirmed thanks to labeling on a controller. Microsoft has been teasing the existence of multiple next-gen Xboxes basically since the very first time they teased plans for a next-gen Xbox. They pointedly used the term consoles plural, the first time they even mentioned next-gen. And then, when the Xbox Series X was officially announced, it was called the Series X, which obviously implies that it is one of many. But, outside of those teases, there hasn't been much official word on what additional buying options will be available for the next generation of Xbox. But, recently... We learned about something called the Xbox Series S from an unlikely source, the fine print on the packaging of an Xbox One controller. Tom Warren reported on the Xbox Series S for The Verge and wrote, The Verge has obtained photos of Microsoft's new next-gen Xbox controller in white complete with packaging that mentions the Xbox Series S. Twitter user Zach S was able to purchase the controller today and we've confirmed it is genuine. The new controller was sold on a resale site today and the side of the packaging notes that the controller works with both Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles. Microsoft has not officially unveiled an Xbox Series S yet, nor has the company even confirmed a white Xbox Series X controller. A mysterious white Xbox Series X controller also appeared online last month, complete with the new D-pad, textured triggers, and new share button. This new leak matches the previous controller leak, and retail packaging suggests that these could be appearing in stores soon. The Xbox Series S will likely be Microsoft's second cheaper next-gen Xbox that's been codenamed Lockhart, a Microsoft document leaked back in June, shed some further light on the company's plans for two next-gen consoles. Microsoft's Xbox Series X dev kit, codenamed Dante, allows game developers to enable a special Lockhart mode that has a profile of the performance that Microsoft wants to hit with this second console. That story is linked in the show notes. The rumors related to Lockhart, which I think we are safe to rename the Xbox Series S at this point, is that it is not as powerful as the Xbox Series X, so it's probably going to be cheaper, and it will probably focus on streaming using xCloud. That's my assumption anyway. I guess console manufacturers are now seeing renewed value in multiple console SKUs. Working at a GameStop during the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 era, I feel like people were generally just confused about the different buying options when it came to those consoles. So then the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One at launch basically each had one skew. I am curious to see how people will react to the different PlayStation 5s and different Xbox series. Maybe it won't confuse consumers at all, especially since most purchasing is done online these days and it's just easier to do research in general or Maybe it will create confusion again. I don't know. I guess we will find out at some point later this year. You know, it would really be nice to start saying an actual date soon. I, I hope we learn about that soon. Injustice 3 may be on the way, according to artist Boss Logic. This is firmly a rumor and far from a confirmation, but artist Boss Logic who works in video games a lot and recently did a live drawing of the Assassin's Creed Valhalla cover art as a means of officially announcing the game for Ubisoft, shared an image that just had the word Injustice 3 stylized where the E at the end of Injustice is the number 3 and the dot on the second I was stylized to be Dr. Manhattan's symbol from Watchmen. And it is all placed in front of a clock implying the potential game could feature Watchmen characters. There is even the familiar Watchmen smiley face floating around in the clock parts. Boss Logic tagged Ed Boon in the tweet, who is credited as the director of Injustice 2 and is perhaps better known as one of the co-creators of Mortal Kombat. It's really not clear what this is. Boss Logic could have just mocked something up for fun. As an Injustice fan, he could just be sharing a found image online and tagging Ed Boon to see what kind of reaction it creates, or it could be totally legitimate. and Or, you know, maybe Boss Logic forgot how email works and accidentally tweeted his art to Ed Boon instead of sending it to him directly. It feels a little early to be talking about Injustice 3, especially considering Mortal Kombat 11 just came out last year and its big DLC expansion was pretty recent too, just a few months ago. Developer NetherRealm is a big team, though, capable of working on multiple projects at once. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that they would be ready to announce a new Injustice game soon. It could be fully announced at the upcoming DC Fandome event with maybe a planned 2021 release. That that would make sense. The other weird wrinkle of all this is the potential inclusion of characters from Watchmen. I love the Watchmen graphic novel. I will defend the film, and I really love the Watchmen HBO show, but I just don't think of those characters in the same way I do someone like Batman. I am always happy to see Batman appear in other media because he is a versatile character who can be dark and serious when he needs to be, but you know, also fun on other occasions. And I have a lot of childhood nostalgia for him, as well as other comic book characters, but the cast of Watchmen, though... It's just, it's different. If Rorschach were to walk into a stage with a quip ready to go, throwing aside a can of cold beans, you know, before putting up his fists, it would just, it would just feel weird. But this could all not matter, because who knows if it is a real thing. I have no doubt that we will see an Injustice 3 at some point, I just don't know that it will be announced so soon, or that it will feature Watchmen characters. The other other weird wrinkle related to all this is that DC unfortunately just laid off a huge portion of its staff. The Hollywood reporters Graham McMillan and Boris Kitt reported on the layoffs, writing, Among those said to be losing their positions are Editor-in-Chief Bob Harris, Senior VP of Publishing Strategy and Support Services, Hank Canals, VP of Marketing and Creative Services Jonah Weiland, VP Global Publishing Initiatives and Digital Strategy Bobby Chase, Senior Story Editor Brian Cunningham, and Executive Editor Mark Doyle, who oversaw the rollout of the black-label graphic novels, Jim Lee remains the CCO. Roughly one-third of DC's editorial ranks are being laid off, according to sources. Insiders also say the majority of the staff of the streaming service DC Universe has been laid off a move that had been widely expected as Warner Media shifts its focus to new streaming service HBO Max. That story is linked in the show notes, and though it sounds like the layoffs did not directly affect the video games side of DC, there is no doubt that changes like that will affect everything that DC does. It's a huge bummer, and I wish the best of luck to everyone who was affected. Long-time Street Fighter producer Yoshinori Ono is leaving Capcom. If you've followed the Street Fighter series at anything more than a surface level for the past two decades, then you've seen or have been made aware of Yoshinori Ono. He is the charismatic producer of the Street Fighter series who is rarely ever seen without a little Blanca action figure in his hand. I had the chance to meet him once when he came by Game Informer to, I believe, show off Ultra Street Fighter 4. And he was incredibly charming and friendly and excited to meet everyone, even with the language barrier. He has been a producer with the Street Fighter series since 1998. So he was there for and helped shepherd the series through the huge Street Fighter resurgence that came about thanks to Street Fighter 4. But he announced recently that he is leaving Capcom. He wrote in a big post on Twitter I've been with the Street Fighter brand for a long time, experiencing the good times, bad times, and even the non existent times. My heart is filled with appreciation to those players who've been giving warm and kind support of the brand, especially over the past decade or so, as all the activities on the Street Fighter brand regained sunshine and grew its liveliness. And now, after serving almost 30 years at Capcom, I'm leaving the company in the summer. This means that I will resign my position as the brand manager for Capcom's various titles, including Street Fighter. Capcom staff in the new generation will continue taking care of the Street Fighter brand and leading the world warriors, and I do believe that they will continue making Street Fighter extraordinary. I will look forward to seeing the new Street Fighter brand and how it's going to be expanded as just a regular gamer next time around. Ono's tweet is linked in the show notes. Ono has been instrumental to Street Fighter for more than 20 years, so his departure definitely means things will be changing for the franchise. It seems Street Fighter VI is probably next, as opposed to another Street Fighter V expansion or version. That's not confirmed or anything, but the timing just feels right. I could be way off about that, but I am curious how things will change moving forward. I am also very curious to see what Yoshinori Ono will be doing next. Maybe he's retiring, maybe he will join another developer or publisher, or maybe he will announce a Kickstarter for his own video game series. I'm not sure exactly what is coming next for him, but I will be very curious to watch. Here's what released today, as well as some other release day related details hyperscape Ubisoft's entry in the battle royale arena is officially out of beta and out today it's free to play and it's on PC Xbox one and PlayStation 4 I played it a little during beta it was interesting and had some unique ideas within the battle royale genre the dense city with lots of opportunity for vertical exploration also feels pretty unique on PC the actual shooting felt pretty good too I am interested in checking it out on console. If I'm going to play a Battle Royale, I think Call of Duty Warzone is still my go-to, but I am curious to see what Hyperscape does. Risk of Rain 2 has been in early access for some time, but it has officially entered version 1.0 today, on PC at least. It's a third-person 3D shooter, which is a big change from the first game that was a 2D shooter, but It's a roguelite that is all about surviving as long as you can while collecting various power-ups and weapons. It has an interesting cell-shaded style and is just generally well-liked. Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bonetown is out today on PC. It's an old-school point-and-click adventure game but with 3D visuals and you play as the titular Willy Morgan as he tries to solve a mystery about his father. Final Fantasy XIV has been updated to version 5.3 today. The update is called Reflections in Crystal, and it adds the near inspired Yorha Dark Apocalypse Alliance raid, which is neat. The update brings alongside it some additional free trial options, so now might be a good time to check out the game if you've been interested. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 has been delayed, unfortunately. The game's official Twitter account tweeted a statement that reads, We are moving the launch of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 to 2021. Our goal has always been to deliver the best game possible to immerse you in a Seattle reimagined in the world of darkness and deliver a worthy successor to the original Bloodlines game. Due to the quality bar and ambitions we have set for ourselves, we have made the difficult decision that we need more time. This means that our goal to release in 2020 is no longer possible. Moving launch is one of the changes we are making to ensure the best player experience possible. This is not a decision taken lightly, nor is it the first option we considered. We will share more information in the coming months on launch timing and other organizational changes that will help us achieve this goal. We understand that this will be a disappointment to many of you, but we also appreciate how our ambition is echoed through many parts of this community. We hope you understand that. While difficult, this is the right call. We thank you all for your patience while we continue to build Bloodlines 2. That statement, credited to Andy Kipling at Hardsuit Labs and Jacob Moonth at Paradox Interactive, is linked in the show notes. Obviously, this is one of those take-your-time-happy-to-wait-for-a-better-game kind of situations, but I think the context of the original game is actually important here. The original game had a turbulent development and released as an undeniably incomplete game, which really hurt its original reception and sales. The game became a cult hit over the years thanks to fans' efforts to complete the game, but it took a long time before the game resembled a truly completed project. For the sequel to release in similar shape would be a real disappointment for those who have been waiting almost 20 years for the follow-up. So, if a delay is necessary, I think it is definitely the right thing to do. Little Witch Academia, the studio trigger anime that you can find on Netflix, is getting a VR broom racing video game adaptation, which just seems like an interesting idea to me. I don't know that any magical broom racing video games exist in VR yet, at least none that I have played. It is coming to Oculus Quest on October 13th, and then it will be coming to other VR platforms like PlayStation VR, Rift, and Steam next year. That's it for gaming news today. At assumed gamer on Twitter pointed me toward this game called Infini, which is a strange abstract puzzle game that I was unfamiliar with. But the cool thing about it is it has this DLC called Infini Prison. And when you purchase the DLC, the proceeds go to the UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency. So those details are all linked in the show notes. I just thought it was interesting. So feel free to dig into that. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through something new. I might play some Halo this week, I think. I don't know. We'll see. You can also find me on the MinMax max Show for more long-form video game discussions. And just a reminder, we're doing that Halo Deepest Dive over there, so go check in on that. That'll be cool. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail.